Yabba dabba do we are. <laughs> I've always wanted to start the podcast like that because our theme song makes me want to dab. Whoa! <laughs> I I thought you were gonna say that like little hi hats remind you of like the Simps or the Simpsons, the Flintstones, <laughs> just like running on the ground when they make the little like like the pitter patter sound when they're driving their car. Is it driving? Would you consider that driving? Well, it's a car. I yeah okay. I don't know what else. I don't know how else you can operate a car. Well, you can operate one with a motor and a gas pedal and a brake pedal, but yeah, they but just use their feet. It's called driving. Right. But you drive a car, and the thing that they have is a car, therefore they have to drive it. Yeah, I was just, you know what? Never mind. Unless you really want to get into is this going to be the new linguistics podcast? I think so, where we get into the semantics and the linguistics, specifically of the Flintstones, maybe the Jetsons if we get to that. Uh, We'll get to it at the crossover episode. I think that the Flintstones is on HBO, and I actually would love to just talk about the Flintstones (laughs) for a podcast. Like, maybe not this one. I mean, like a whole podcast. You should start your own. Maybe I will. You should branch off and make, make, do it. I'm going to do another podcast soon. You should do another one too. I what Josh you, is saying is he doesn't want to podcast with you anymore. That is what I heard. So thank mm-hmm. you, Sari, for telling me that. Yes, I'm here only to highlight the <laughs> subtext in your conversation. Otherwise, pretend I don't exist. I'm like an interpreter, but for subtext. Mm, this has been rubbing it in with Sari. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yep. We've got a guest on this one. Hello. Yep, in I'm person, here. Uh, subtweet what? interpreter. Oh. And a host. <laughs> <laughs> and uh yep. and host of SciShow Tangents, Sari Riley. Hello. You're back with us. I'm back with you. And in the same room. In the same room. Wow. Yeah. Love to be vaccinated. Love I've been in your apartment in the before times and the after times. More decorated. Looks Is it? nice. Oh. Yeah. Josh, wow. explain yourself. You've been decorating your apartment. I have. I put up some art. I have a creepy baby. I have a creepy bear. I have some hentai. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's about it. Plants. Those are Caitlin's, I guess. Oh yeah, those are definitely not mine. Yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm trying. I, I really only get into like growing plants like around now, like spring, summertime. I don't know. It just it feels it feels right. Mm-hmm. Like I cannot keep a plant alive for the whole year. I mean, I already we had bought so we had bought some like living basil at the grocery store and already like, and I'm using it. So I, I got an app to like, help me like track when to water things. Cause I think maybe that'll help me. And already like the basil had started wilting today. So <laughs> honestly, I don't even, I don't know anymore. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Sir, are you a, are you a plant person? Yeah. I mean, I know you're not a plant person, but do you like plants? Oh, I, let me just like rip off my human skin and I'll show you ah! that. Oh, Paul doesn't like that. Oh, okay. I'll cover up. No, um, thank you. You're welcome. But yeah, I think 
I think I've grown grown on plants. Plants have grown on me. Not literally. Uh, <laughs> we have a yard for the first time in my adult life. And oh, yeah. so I, I grow some vegetables. Last year grew a lot of zucchini. Uh, this year, still planting a garden, even though I'm moving across the country. So we'll just like <laughs> leave it for our neighbors to harvest or something. Wow. I would love to move in and already have a garden. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. That's truly the dream. Mm-hmm. You can go over and probably just steal the cauliflower. Who knows? <laughs> Free cauliflower. I like cauliflower. I do too. I need to get, I need to buy more of it and cook more with it, but I, I do enjoy what I've had. I, I remember reading or hearing somewhere where, what, I think it might've been something that you might've listened to also, Paul, that someone just thought that cauliflower was the worst vegetable. Is it a vegetable? That's just how I think Brendan feels. Oh, it was, it was <laughs> Brendan. He just doesn't like it. I think he's just eating, he's probably just eating it raw. Yeah, I mean, that's how they serve it in, like, salad bars. It's just, like, a raw broccoli or a raw cauliflower. Yeah, no, you have to cook it. No, there's so many things. Curries, stews. Throw that cauliflower in some oil and deep fry it, and it's delicious. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Or, like, even just cover it in cheese and cook it. Ooh. Yeah, it's great. I used I, I don't I don't like a lot of vegetables. I'm very picky with my vegetables. Um, but I remember when I was a kid, I loved cauliflower, like broccoli and cauliflower. Both were just like, "Mm, yum, yum, yum. Give me all of it. And then I stopped eating it for a while. I don't think I had cauliflower since I was a kid for like when I was a kid to like two years ago, I think I never ate cauliflower. It never showed up. Wow. And then, and then there was a, I had to work during the Super Bowl, and the place that I was working at, uh, it was like a handful of people that also had to work because we were doing customer service. So we just had like a Super Bowl thing. And then someone brought buffalo cauliflower and it was so good. Lightly battered, deep fried cauliflower with just like buffalo wing sauce. It's great. I think it's a good vegetable. If you consider it, a ve- I don't know what else it would be though. I, it has to be a vegetable. I'm sure it is. Well, I think it's it's one of those. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's the- Oh, I'm bringing in the science here. It's a Brassica cr- oleracea. I yeah. made a video about this. Oh, I'm sorry. you did? I didn't mean to step on your toes about that, <laughs> but I need to prove myself here. Oh, wow. I didn't know its scientific name, oh. so I'll just like defer to that. But it's a cruciferous oh, vegetable. That, see, I know, I know none that's, of this. It's like a categorization of vegetables that includes, well, like broccoli and cauliflower and Brussels sprouts are all derived from the same plant. They just like mm-hmm. selected for which ones. You can explain it. Yeah. You did the TikTok. Yeah. Same with kale and kohlrabi. I think one other thing. Yeah, it's all the same. It's all the, they're like, it's like all those are like a dog. They're all different <laughs> breeds of the same plant. My dog? Yeah. Your dog is, my dog is practically broccoli? a Brussels sprout. Oh my God. Yeah. Can you believe it? That's why I keep trying to eat her. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever had kohlrabi. I, I had never heard of it until I made this video for Minute Earth. And then. I saw it at the grocery store and I can't, and I imagine it's always been there. I've, I've never sought it out. So I was just, I was like, well, all right, I guess this has always been here. I don't know what to do with it. So I'm never going to buy it, but I guess it's just always been there. I don't know. That's like, I recently, um, was my eyes were open to the existence of Bobbly. Uh, which I never heard of before. Your faces say that you've never heard of before. <laughs> no, no um, I d- truly have not. Apparently it is a pre-made pizza crust kind of thing and is on the end cap of almost every grocery store. 
And uh, my partner was listening to a podcast by Dave Chang in which he and his friends uh, cook recipes. It's called Recipe Club. And they all cooked recipes involving Boboli, which is this pizza crust. And I was like, what the heck is that? You're all talking about it. They're all talking about it. And you are listening as though you know what that is. And it's not just like a baby word <laughs> that that like, oh, the Boboli. Boboli. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's a fucking Pokemon. Yeah. But it's a food that apparently is on the end cap of every grocery store. And now I see it everywhere I go. Huh. So like they spoke it into existence and now it has flooded my life. It's, it, it, is it like just like regular dough or is it made out of something different? I don't know if it's made out of something. This is how little I pay attention to it. It's in like a green plastic bag. It's not uncooked. It's like cooked kind of like a oh, pita or a flatbread. I see. And so you just are supposed to like add the toppings on top of it. I see. I see. Oh, yeah. I've seen this all over. I've never cared to look at the box, but I have seen this. Uh, I'll show you a picture here, Paul. You can probably see that far. You know, that is very familiar. Yeah. Okay. Seeing the name or hearing just the name the is name very unfamiliar. means nothing. But yeah. like I'm looking at it. It's it is for anyone that wants to look it up. I'm, I'm sure you can phonetically do it and get there. But it's B-O-B-O-L-I. And I yeah, you are correct. It is like just where the unrefrigerated pizza crust would be. Mm-hmm. See, I thought it was going to be spelled um, kind of like Boba Fett. So but like yeah. Boba Fett's brother. Yeah. Like B-O-B-A <laughs> space L-E-E. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. Interesting. I was kind of thinking that this would end up being like, uh, I don't know, just like a cauliflower thing, because that's a thing that people do. Right. They make pizza crust or pizza dough out of cauliflower i don't know yeah i mean it seems like people like to take traditionally like carb heavy things and put cauliflower in them Hmm. which i don't fault them for because carbs are great and if you want to put in a vegetable in your carb that seems smart to me more power to you Mm -hmm. if i knew how to do that i would but i don't so i don't (laughs) (laughs) yeah the a low carb option would be nice but i man i love carbs Oh, they're the best. I'm learning. I'm really learning that now that I'm like trying to eat healthier in some capacity. It's like I should avoid eating bread. And a lot of times Kaylin just will not buy bread. And it sucks. I love bread. I never knew how much I loved bread until I can't eat bread. It's terrible. It's awful, really. Well, just munch on some cauliflower. Apparently it replaces it. Oh, yeah, I guess so. Every time I buy cauliflower. Okay, here's the thing. I wish that you could just and I'm I'm so sure that the grocery store across my parents house you could do this but I just want to buy half a head of whatever because if you like one head of cabbage of lettuce a thing of cauliflower like broccoli almost all of it is too much yes. and I can't plan past one meal for what to do with this thing just let me buy half of it or a quarter of it because that's all I need because the rest of it is going to get moldy in the fridge and then I just wasted food and then I feel bad about it. So I don't know. Cause I feel like the grocery store across my parents' house would like sell just half a head of cabbage. And I don't know if that was just a thing that you could do at the time and everywhere did that, or if that was just that particular grocery store. I have no idea, but I, I just want to buy half. I, I would be surprised if there's rules about that. I, I think don't... the grocery stores are a lot more lawless than we give them credit for because you can like, 
don't do this <laughs> by my recommendation but i'm pretty we should sure put the jackass warning here mm, yeah but but anything that is measured by weight i don't think you need to take the whole thing so like if you for example wanted just like a handful of grapes you could pull them out of the bag and they could just weigh them on the scale and like the way that they're packaged it makes you think that you have to grab the whole whole container so if you bring mm. your own knife to the grocery store this is what i'm saying and they weigh the cabbage by weight you can just cut it in half, leave half behind, um, and solve your own problems. That is true. I will sometimes, like, I don't need six bananas and rip one off or rip two off, depending on how many bananas I think I really need. Mm -hmm. I've done that before. I've done with, like, especially with, like, ginger. Like, I'm oh, not going to, yeah. I don't need, no one needs this much ginger unless, like, you are in a restaurant. So, like, I'm going to break off one inch because that's all I need. So, yeah, I've... I never thought about yeah, doing it with like, I'm just going to cut this head of cabbage in half. I, I feel like the, the specifically like the heads, I don't know. I feel like from my grocery store experience, I always see them as listed, listed as like one head of cabbage this mm. much. Mm. But I, I think there are probably some that are just by, by weight. I, I think it just depends. Maybe I'm too much of a, a wiener. I don't know. Like I just, <laughs> I don't want to take that risk that they're going to yell at me at the, front and be like you have to pay four dollars mm -hmm. even though you cut off half of this head of lettuce i mean it's even worse now that they like for whatever reason like some grocery stores um, specifically albertson's will just like pre-package things at a set price or it's like no i this is unnecessary plastic and i don't need this many apples i just want two mm-hmm and then sometimes like, well, I don't know where the rest of the, where, where can I, they're all already in these pre-done bags. Mm. Where can I just get two fucking apples? Got to go to Orange Street Food Farm. Yeah, I know. It's a great place. Agreed. No, yeah. no arguments here. <laughs> um, Sari. Yes. The last episode that you were on was about Pokemon. Mm-hmm. And recently I noticed that you've been playing the new Pokemon Snap. <laughs> yeah, because we're friends on the Switch, so you yeah. can see me in the little corner. Yep. Um, uh, I've seen, yeah, I... It's somewhat related also, but I I cannot believe you are still playing Animal Crossing too. <laughs> I, I know. I burned out in a month, but I always do that with Animal Crossing games. I have missed less than two weeks. Oh my God. I've played God. every day and I just do my little chores in my little virtual world. Wow. I go around, I pick my two weeds. Wow. Uh, talk to my villagers. I still don't have a golden shovel. How do you get the golden shovel? You have to rescue Gulliver from the beach like 50 times or something, oh but that's a random occurrence. Mm. So I'm missing that. I'm missing like a third of the art and like a couple of the Nook Miles achievements that are higher. Wow. But I have all the bugs, have all the fish, have all the sea creatures. Uh, it's really just habit and probably a little bit of neurosis <laughs> uh, that keeps me playing. Wow. I think that's very impressive for what is technically not a live service game. Cause like I, I mean, I get burned out, but like I could continuously play final fantasy 14 forever. Cause there's just so much shit to do in that game. Mm -hmm. But like, there's like in comparison, there's such a limited amount of stuff to do. I think in animal crossing to me, it, to me, it's impressive. I wish I could squeeze out that much mileage out of that game, but I've, uh, I've gotten what I needed out of it and I'll return if there's a really big update mm -hmm. and then probably feel really bad that my island looks like trash and then also feel bad about my like half landscaped island <laughs> and then 
say okay and turn it back off. But uh, how are you liking the new Pokemon Snap? Oh, it's great. I give it five stars. Five stars. Wow. Out of five? Out of five, yeah. <laughs> wow. I like was considering out of out 100. how many. Traditional star rating. It is out of 100. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, it's very fun, very entertaining. I think it, it captures all the nostalgia that one might have, someone like me might have for the initial Pokemon Snap. But I imagine that if I were to go back and play that, I'd be extremely bored. There were like two courses on it. You went through the same way every time. Uh, minimal things to do. Uh, this new one, Pokemon look great. The Pokemon look better than Pokemon have ever looked before. They look better than they do in Sword and Shield. Yeah. They move. <laughs> they move. They do poses. Uh, they... They have a really nice way of making sure that the courses, even though you replay them over and over again, have a lot going on. So you're always noticing something new or you like level up within the courses so that new Pokemon show up or the Pokemon do new things. Um, there are really nice touches. Last night I threw an apple or a fluff fruit. I don't know why they didn't you call can, our apples trademarked. I don't know. Like you could, you can. I don't think so. Well, well apple is. I don't. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> That's a good point. Just throwing computers at Ellie's uh -huh. Pokemon. I don't know because like I don't you don't need to rename a rock. Mm -hmm. You can just it's a fucking apple. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, but you throw an apple or fluff fruit at a cacnea, which is a cactus Pokemon, and it sticks on their little head. It's just off the Whoa. side. Very cute. Did not need to do that. You did not need to program that in. You could have had it bounce off like any mm -hmm. other Pokemon. That's that think, polish. Yeah, that's, that's that, that love. That's that Bandai Namco polish right there. Because <laughs> I think it is important to note that like Game Freak did not develop this game. I believe it was Bandai Namco. I don't remember. I looked into it and then I have forgotten. So yeah. I trust you as expert on I, this. Which, which is something that I heard tangentially and I tried to look it up. And then it wasn't an immediate answer in like the Google side panel. Mm -hmm. So I gave up. So I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna go with what I heard from someone else that this was... <laughs> developed by Bandai Namco. Cool. But yeah, I agree. There's like a lot of, there's a lot of things to do. And for me, it is a little anxiety inducing that there's like, it's, it's overwhelming. Mm -hmm. It's not really anxiety. It's just over, for me, it's overwhelming. And I get, and then I guess that in turn makes me a bit anxious. <laughs> Cause like, I want, I have, I do this thing in, when I play video games, especially when it's a new game that I try to like complete everything as I go. Oh, and that usually yeah. prevents me from finishing a game. So at a certain point, I need to like consciously tell myself, no, you don't need to collect everything. You don't need to like keep like getting this thing or doing this thing or talking to everybody because event the, the ultimate goal is just to finish the game and see the credits and like live the story. So there are times where I have to tell myself like, just do the main quest. Just don't do anything extraneous unless you enjoy it. Don't like strain yourself over this. Mm -hmm. So I've been doing this thing. I've only played like eight hours of the game. It's not, I haven't, I'm not that far into it. Like I don't even think, I don't even think I've unlocked the second course yet. Um, <laughs> you just been playing the first one trying to get all the objectives. Yeah. See, cause yep. like that thing is like, there's like, there's like the first track you start and it's like, oh shit, there's things over here. And then it's like, you turn around like there's things over here too. Mm -hmm. And there's so much shit. And I have the camera speed maxed out. And for me, it's still too slow. <laughs> and then like, oh, it's like, oh fuck, I missed this thing. And the thing that makes it like more frustrating for me 
is like just having to go through the whole thing again when I have one goal. It's mm-hmm. like, I want to do this one thing that I know I missed and I have to wait until the very end. And it's like, oh, my God, I hate waiting for this kind of stuff. I just, just take me the thing. Let me get my achievement thing. Let me take my picture of my thing and let me move on. Mm-hmm. Well, but, I have a little a little spoiler tip for you. As you go through the game, you unlock more features that oh, allow you like to, the fast track you, thing. You get the fast track okay, in later on, um, and you also get a burst photography, so you can shoot multiple photos at once. Oh. So you don't have to like hit the button with perfect timing. Okay. Um. So look out for those features, and maybe that will save you some headaches later on. All right. Uh, nice. Yeah, if you can just let go. I also had to let go because that was my initial strategy. And then like 20 quests pop up and I was like, I can't. Yeah, like I'm, I don't feel compelled to like, I need to get a one, two, three, four star of every Pokemon, but I am compelled to just like, I miss this thing and I miss this thing. Mm-hmm. And I know I miss these things. It's like knowing what they are and knowing that I miss them is what's just like, oh fuck, I gotta go back. It's gonna make me wait and I have to do all this thing again. And I don't want to have to go through this and I just get like overwhelmed and then I just finish the run and then go back to playing Monster Hunter. <laughs> yeah, you got to sit back, relax. It, it takes place on islands. So like put on some Jimmy Buffett, put your feet up. <laughs> You're on island time, baby. You're taking some pictures of guess, some Pokemon. I guess that's a good point. I wish Jimmy Buffett was the official soundtrack to Pokemon. Mm. That would be that would make me very happy, they, and I would probably play more Pokemon than I do. They could probably get him. They did. They did like oh, what was it? Was like January or something? February? I don't know. It was earlier this year. They did some weird like concert thing with um, Post Malone. Pokemon did. Yeah. Or Jimmy Buffett. Pokemon. Okay. There was like like the official Pokemon channel or Pokemon YouTube channel uploaded a video of like I it makes no it makes no sense to me because it's Post Malone singing Post Malone songs and then there's just like Pokemon around him. They just like he was like on a green screen stage and then they comped him out and then put him like in a bubble going underwater and oh look there's a Waylord and a Whalmer and a, and like a Tentacruel. And then he like comes out of the ocean and it's like, now he's in a forest and there's a Chikorita. It's like, but you're just singing your normal ass Post Malone songs. What is the point of this collaboration if you're not even going to sing the basic ass American Pokemon theme song or come up with an original song or like even replace some of the lyrics in your songs with the name of a Pokemon? You didn't do any of this. So like, what's the fucking point of it? Did Post Malone know he was going to be green screened out and put in front of Pokemon? Probably not. He probably... <laughs> what if he was just like, oh, Pokemon's paying me money to be in a concert. And so he came prepared for a Post Malone concert <laughs> and then watched it back and was like, oh, shit, there's a Willard there. <laughs> it got sent It got sent to like post-production. I was like, oh, shit, this isn't what we were told we were going to get. What are we going to do? <laughs> I like to imagine when you're when you're complaining about like, Post Malone wasn't singing about Pokemon at all. I'm just imagining you're complaining about Post Malone in general. Like, <laughs> just that he doesn't talk about Pokemon enough. And Listen, he that's almost... That's your big beef. His name is so close to Pokemon. It's very You just close. change a few letters around and you got it. So, I don't know. That's more on him. But with that in mind, I'm pretty sure that the Pokemon company could get Jimmy Buffett. But I don't know. Maybe they spent all their money on Post Malone. <laughs> Probably they blew their budget. They don't have that $100 for Jimmy Buffett to, <laughs> to sing a song. 
That's yeah, that's probably true. Um, when I was playing Pokemon Snap, I couldn't help but remember. I think it was on the last episode that we recorded with Usari when Paul, you said when we were describing what Pokemon Snap is. I think you said something along the lines of like, "This sounds like the most boring video game I have ever heard in my life." Yeah, it still does. Honestly. <laughs> The most interesting thing you've said so far, Sari, was that you can throw a fruit at a Pokemon and it sticks. Mm. And that's really not doing it for me still. <laughs> yeah. Even, I feel like any way I describe it couldn't make it more compelling to you. you can- I, it's it's a game that like I feel like is very specifically made, made for kids, one, that have no idea about the franchise. Mm-hmm. And just like, oh, or like have like, or just like Pokemon, or like kids that like Pokemon, right? Or people who are almost or in their 30s that are like, I remember renting Pokemon Snap from Blockbuster. <laughs> like th- that is, those are the two camps of the demographic that have bought this game. Mm-hmm. Like no, this is no one's entry point probably into the franchise. Oh no, I, I can't imagine someone spending their American dollars <laughs> on this as an entry point to their franchise. Uh, you're just gonna get over. You're just gonna get overwhelmed. You're gonna get overwhelmed by all the names. Yeah. They they do as your first quest while you're still in camp. Have you take a picture of Pikachu? And so I feel like that was a little nod to anyone who maybe hasn't played Pokemon before and was like, okay, I know I know a Pikachu. Yeah, and I've seen so, this. I've seen the yellow rat before. Yeah, and then does it, and then and then you get dumped into this world of as you were describing, very overwhelming, lots of Pokemon, but I can see it being really hard to care uh, and not being excited (laughs) about what any of them are doing. Oh yeah, no, for sure. (laughs) Unless you are a small child fascinated by like, ooh, animals, or an adult being like, this is so cool. This they is- don't, they're not just standing there. Mm-hmm. They're, they're behaving like real animals. I don't know. Like I, as a kid, I used to imagine what Pokemon VR would look like. And like, it's probably like this. Yeah. Like imagine myself as a little Pokemon trainer and just like looking around the world, seeing mm-hmm. them around. That's basically this. So mm-hmm. my dream come true. Definitely. Like I, I, there, there's a lot of things, especially now that we've talked about this more, Paul, about how, especially about how, like, our interests, re- uh, like, my, like, my, like, favorite, I don't know what the script for, but, like, but, like, the things that I'm really interested in are things that you just will never give a shit about. Yeah, you could say that we are divergent <laughs> in our interests. <laughs> mm-hmm. interests. That's, that's pretty true. Like, the things that I think are, like, really cool, and like, oh, this is, like, what a novelty. I, I know you're just thinking, like, who gives a shit, right? <laughs> But I don't like, know if I think about it that rudely, but uh, I mean that's maybe paraphrasing. But you know, how I don't c- like to think my in my brain I'm like, well, this is something Josh likes. Yeah, let's well, I'm, hear, I'm glad someone cares about, about this. Well, huh. <laughs> I don't like. Yeah, I don't know. Because it's the kind of thing where if you grew up with the Pokemon series and you only played like the mainline games, your exposure to it is like, oh, look, it's a thing that I can catch, and it's just a little sprite that like does a very basic ass animation and it's a pretty rudimentary sprite like this thing kind of looks like the picture in the instruction booklet and then to have like that be transformed like oh look they're moving in a full environment and like reacting to their environment and like the things that I imagined in my head are now what is actually on screen it's like that kind of novelty you know 
It's it it was probably the same jump from like, wow, look at this movie. I can see the pictures are moving and now they're in color. I can't believe this. It's probably like that. I I was really with you until you started comparing it to movies moving. <laughs> I think that's a I, I don't know. I mean, I <laughs> just tell me I'm wrong. I don't, I don't know if you're exactly wrong. Exactly. I just, See, I just really like that. That's <laughs> I don't know, Paul. You like movies more than I do, so I always try to make a movie comparison to try and <laughs> make this relatable to your interests. I, I just like that you think that the thing that gets me about movies is that they move <laughs> <laughs> and in color. <laughs> oh my! That wasn't the point. The point I, was the comparison I know. of one step <laughs> to another step, not the fact that they moved. Jesus Christ! I know. I'm sorry. I just I just really got hung up on that, and I thought it. Yeah, was I know you did. Very funny. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> great dynamic great dynamic yeah would you guys keep playing this game if instead of pokemon snap it was called pokemon only fans it's same exact game mm. it's just called pokemon only fans. will you give me some pokemon examples so i know how horny to get uh mr mime is hanging dong uh is it the mr mime from the anime or the mr mime from detective pikachu from the anime. Hmm. The only one I know about. <laughs> hmm. Well. Yeah, I I I'd watch it. <laughs> watch it? No, Would you play, play it? it? Oh, play it. Yeah, I'd play it. Well, what do you do? Exp- it's exactly it's the, same the same, same game. It's the same exact game. It's just called Pokemon Only Fans. Yeah, it's the same game. It's the title is weird. Yeah. I don't okay. That's the easiest question ever, yes. All right, I'm putting too much thought into it. Yeah, yeah I think you really you're are. overthinking this. I think all all you have to think about is as as you can tell, I was playing Pokemon Snap because it's said in your upper right hand corner. Serious playing Pokemon <laughs> Snap. Serious playing Pokemon OnlyFans and like how how you'd feel about your friends seeing that. How would mm. you feel about Paul seeing that pop out in his upper right hand corner of life? Of my imaginary switch. Yep. Mm. <laughs> I think Paul would like it. I, it would give me a little kick, and then I'd go back to doing whatever it else it is. Probably playing Super Mario Odyssey, the only game I've ever played on Switch. Wow, you're playing Odyssey? Well, I have played it. Oh. I am not currently playing it. Oh, okay. I wonder if my my roommate, who currently left to go uh, to the San Juan Islands for the summer, I wonder if he left his Switch. <laughs> Oh, yeah, my roommate. He uh, went to the San Juan Islands. I did totally have a roommate. I did He's not, just not here right now. I did not murder him, if that's what you're imagining. <laughs> but it'd be fun for me if he left his Nintendo Switch. I think he brought it with him. Hmm. That well, would make sense. You can trash his room looking for it. That'll be a fun surprise when he comes back. Yeah. That's what roommates love, to play little pranks on each other, like messing, <laughs> going through all your stuff. And tearing it apart and throwing it around, mm-hmm. breaking it. Yeah. Classic roommate prank. Mm-hmm. What a classic. Well, let's probably take a little break and then uh, get on with the episode. Okay. All right. It's the most wonderful time of the year. It's that time of year again. They're going back. It's back to school time at Staples. Over 7,000 supplies at guaranteed low prices. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Staples. That was easy. Ready to get back into it? Sure. Let's go through puberty. (laughs) (laughs) 
And welcome back, everybody. We're starting with that. Great. (laughs) (laughs) I've reverted for this episode. Ah, Little Paul is here to join us. Big Paul has apparently never come back from the bathroom, but... I'm more of a medium-sized Paul. Medium-sized Paul is here with us. Mm -hmm. So welcome to the show, Medium Paul. Thank you. (laughs) You know, in in all honesty... Yeah. Since we're, we're talking mostly middle school this episode, right? That's what we're, Think so. we're going for. I've got, I've got some like elementary school stuff. It, it all kind of like bleeds together. So I don't know. At least for me, it does. Sure. We're kind of pre-teening it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. I honestly, my, uh, my medium Paul character here, he was kind of a lie. I honestly, when I went through puberty, my voice changed kind of just like on a dime. Wow. It was like little Paul, like, hi, I, I'm a child, you know, I'm a little boy. To to what you're hearing right now. Like, <laughs> I remember specifically going to a friend's house and uh, he was a new friend at the time and going there and hanging out for a bit and then leaving. And um, he told me years later that uh, his mom would refer to me as like, or are you going to invite Paul over? Because <laughs> so, my voice just changed so much compared to all the other wow. children's huh? voices. Do you, was it, do you remember it being like, like a, like overnight or was it just like over the course of like a week you noticed your, or like other people noticed your voice just drop? Honestly, I don't remember my, I don't really re- remember noticing my voice. Hmm. So it, it must, it might've been overnight. It might've been over a week, but I, I could not tell you to me, it just has always, it's, it always felt the same, but mm-hmm. apparently other people noticed it right away. <laughs> I, I remember nothing about like going through puberty. The only thing I remember is like when I grew a little wispy mustache Classic. and then like, I just never shaved it because I was, I don't know. I think I was scared of it growing back bigger. <laughs> so I like, you know what? I'll just leave it as is until I don't know. I think if I think I'll shave it when I'm 18, that seems like a good time to shave it. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember like any really anything. Did you wait to 18 to start shaving? No, but I was in high school. Oh yeah, I, I mean, I think I was too. I just I remember at one point my dad being like, "Well, you you got to learn how to shave now." Mm-hmm. And I think I think I was like a sophomore, maybe a freshman in high school. Hmm. So I guess that doesn't. It's not relatable to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I start I started growing that in like seventh grade, I think. Which is like, oh, I got this thing now. I don't know. It was it was weird and wispy and not cool. <laughs> I'm sure uh, I'm sure there are definitely there's definitely school pictures where I have a shitty little wispy like mustache. Where it's like also not grown in, in the middle and it's just like on the ends. And it's like, it's, it looks, it looks awful and terrible, but it's immortalized forever in some (laughs) school yearbook. Mm -hmm. Oh, definitely. Someone's yearbook and definitely like frames in my parents' house. Great. Uh, but yeah, today's episode is all about middle school stories. Um, we had taught, so Sari, there's a handful of like topics that we had you kind of down for, but we, I guess kind of consolidated it all into just like, might as well talk about all of them. Oh, sure. Um, so I don't know if there's anything in particular you wanted to start off with or if you wanted one of us to start off with. Because I I have a list of just like things to kind of that I 
that I can talk about. I can, I don't know. I don't really know where to go from here. I don't know. It's a conversation. Uh, a prompt me with something because I feel like sure. middle school, middle school is a very weird time, not only just because you're like awkward, extra awkward during there, but because everyone has such a different experience with it, both mm-hmm. in the school system structure of like, I'm sure like I, I know my middle school experience was very weird. Instead of health class, we did camp. <laughs> uh, so we can get into that. But uh, but yeah, you can uh, go I, ahead. I, I, I do have a, a general middle school thing that I, I think might be a good starting off point. And, yeah, go for and it. You saying camp kind of reminded me of it. Um, when I was attending summer camp, um, this would have been the summer before my seventh grade year. Um, I was with a bunch of other seventh graders. There, there might have been like one eighth grader, um, but that's not really here nor there. Um, but I remember we asked our camp counselor, who was who was in his probably early to mid twenties. We were like, I don't know why we asked this, but we were like, what's the worst? What was the worst year of like your life, <laughs> like in school? And he was like. Honestly, it was probably seventh grade. And we were all like, okay. And I just really remember everybody just like kind of like looking at each other, like kind of sad, but like kind of accepting like, this year's going to suck. Like, <laughs> we're all going into seventh grade. This is going to be hard. Mm-hmm. And I that has always stuck with me when thinking about like middle school or like puberty and stuff, just being like, what's the worst year of your life? Looking, looking back on that, do you think that was intentional? What do you, do you mean? Like when you asked, do you think that do you think that counselor specifically said seventh grade to get to all of you? Or do you think he legitimately thought that seventh grade was the worst year of his life? I think it he legitimately thought that. Cause I mean, I, I have actually I know this person now still. Um, and he seems not like the kind of adult to just try to upset kids. <laughs> and it definitely I I don't know. I mean, thinking about my seventh grade experience, it was pretty bad, <laughs> like, just in general. So, yeah, I don't know if mine was object like like horrible. It was very, I I I was very awkward. Uh, I rem- one thing I remember very distinctly about it is that it was my first time switching to a new school since mm. kindergarten. Uh, was to to a new school in seventh grade, and I didn't know how to eat lunch with people. And so instead of anything rational, me and another girl uh, went into our history teacher's classroom instead of the cafeteria, didn't want to navigate that. And we're like, Mr. Over, may we sit in your classroom to eat lunch? And instead of sitting next to each other and becoming friends, as you might do, we sat on opposite corners of the room and (laughs) ate lunch in silence. And then eventually two more people came and joined us and then also ate in opposite. So we were in like the four corners of the room <laughs> wow. eating in silence. And at some point, maybe like second semester, seventh grade, maybe even eighth grade. I want to say it was still seventh grade. We finally got the idea that we could talk to each other. Uh, <laughs> and then that's when I made my first friend. <laughs> wow. Yep. That's wild. I, I wonder what your teacher was thinking. I don't know. That's the thing is he was pretty weird, but we must have freaked him out. It's like, <laughs> what, are, <laughs> what are these students doing? What are these kids doing? They're just, I thought they were going to hang out in here. Yeah. Well, like, to not even say anything like, you know, you guys can talk to each other if you want. <laughs> like that, like at least 
try something like that, teacher. I mean, maybe that teacher was just probably thinking the same thing of like, I don't know what to do in this situation. So I'm also going to stay quiet. He's like, oh, there's no fifth corner to sit silently myself. Yeah, he sat behind his desk and ate his lunch too. And so it's probably just like doing his own thing on the computer. Who knows? He could have been mining Bitcoin or whatever. (laughs) But... (laughs) wow yeah that that pretty much sums up my seventh grade year of just like very forgettable because i didn't do much because (laughs) i was too awkward to do anything yeah i don't the only thing that really stands out for like seventh and eighth grade and like i don't know what it's like for other schools or even like for like your school paul because like you also went to school in montana but like i remember seventh and eighth grade being like separated in a way because that was when we started like changing classrooms so instead mm. of like all of our classes being in one classroom with one teacher, now we have lockers and now we have like periods during the day and we have to like the bell rings and like, oh, I guess this is what it means when the bell rings. It's time to get up and get your English book and go to English class. So I remember that being just like, oh, wow, I have a locker now. It's just like on TV. I'd never had a locker before. I, I got my locker and like we we started changing classrooms in sixth grade for me. Mm. So I, I, but it was like a wild, it's a wild change, I think for like for a kid. Cause you go from, I mean, whether or not it's like sixth or seventh grade, you know, but like you go from like elementary school with one classroom and like a playground till your next school. And my middle school did not have like a playground or anything. It felt very much like you're like growing up, like all of a sudden. Oh yeah. No, you like, you don't get recess. You don't get to hang. Your playground is just the field. At least that's what it was Mm -hmm. like for us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like, yeah, you get some time before maybe after lunch. Yeah. You get, yeah. You hang out. Yeah. I mean, that's all we did. We just stood in a circle and just hung out and didn't, or, or we would play, we got really into hacky sack. Played a lot of three (laughs) hack whack. Um, You try, so someone throws a hacky sack to you, you have to hit it three times. And whoever hits it on the third one, because if it, if you don't hit it the third time, and it goes like somewhere else in like the circle and someone hits it. If they hit it the third time and catch it, then I don't remember who, but the goal is once you catch it, you have to throw the hacky sack at someone. And if they don't catch it and just get hit, then they're out. And then the circle gets smaller and you just continue until there's one person left. And that was three hack whack. Wow. I never played that. I got real into hacky sack. Everyone did. I also remember like in seventh and eighth grade, this this was kind of like the time when it's like I started learning about or just like started experiencing things that I only thought really existed in t- like on TV. So I joined two clubs in eighth grade. And you know, I'll, what do you what clubs do you think that I joined for I, the both of you? I know one of the answers, so I can't say. <laughs> I'm, I'll guess first. Anime club. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Anime uh, club and drawing club. No. Neither? Neither. Damn. Okay. One is theater. No. No? No. You did technical theater at some point? In high school. In high, sc- In oh, high school. Oh, not middle school. Oh, yeah. okay. Uh, and then the other one. Okay. I wasted one guess. Being all cocky. Uh, <laughs> we should have alternated. That's what we should have done. Yeah. Band? No. So these are the, uh, to my knowledge, these are the only after school clubs that were around. I joined the chess club. Oh, (laughs) Oh, a classic. have heard that, yes. And I also joined 
the model club. And I thought it was going to be like, (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was going to be like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to like put together a Gundam. Yeah. And then I remember showing up to the first day of just like, all right, it's model making club time. We're all going to go down to, uh, it, it was like the advisor for it was the school counselor. Very nice guy. His name was Mr. Malberg. Very much a, the kind of person that I don't think I would like now because he was way too cheerful. Like I remember he would just co- go down the halls to saying like one of his, one of the most like one of his favorite things to say was to remind kids how to spell friend. Cause it, <laughs> cause it, cause it's friend to the end. There's a, because that's how you spell friend. Because there's, there's the end, end in it. yeah. So like yeah. you go down the hall saying like friend to the end, and it's like he was a, a too happy person. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he like started. He he was or like was the advisor for this club, and I remember walking in thinking like, oh, I'm going to build a Gundam, and then uh, it was like a 1972 like Chevy something. Oh. I remember just being like so disappointed, like oh no, they're cars. I didn't sign up for cars. I you, signed up for robots. You didn't think you could just build any model you wanted? I didn't know that we could bring our own. And, and even if I did, I didn't know where to get them. <laughs> These were the ones that were provided for us. Oh, I see. So I, I was see. like, well, I guess I'm going to make this car. I thought you meant when you said you thought it was a model club. I was thought it was like clothes modeling. Like, yeah, I, I really liked the idea of young Josh being like, I want to be a model. I'll be a model. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That brings me a lot of joy. Just imagining you, just Zoolandering it. <laughs> I know there there is a picture in a yearbook somewhere of like me in the in like the model model club model making club, and in uh, the chess club, and like just wearing like the widest jeans and like fake knockoff Walmart brand Converse <laughs> and like a hoodie that's too big, terrible bowl cut. I know that picture exists like somewhere at my parents' house. Ooh, that is actually, that brings me to a good question, I think, for everybody. What was your middle school look like? Uh, what was your, um, uh, oh, what's the word I'm trying to think of? I mean, look. Style? Style, your, uh, your brand. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Like just, if you're walking in here and you're in middle school, tell us what we'd see. Okay. Uh, I had about shoulder length hair, but aggressive side bangs that was in. In middle school, of course, you greasy forehead, horrible for the the forehead acne, but like you needed the side bangs to partially cover one eye so that you could look moody. <laughs> and then uh, t-shirt, always multiple layers. You can never just wear a shirt as a girl. Uh, I felt like you always had to wear either a long sleeve shirt under your t-shirt or like mm. three tank tops. <laughs> all oh, layered and then I a remember, t-shirt on top yeah, of that. that. Yep. So you were like squeak. I don't know why why it was layers, but I would always have multiple layers. Usually uh like a tank top with a graphic tee on top because I like to show that I was a little bit of a nerd. So it would have like Snoopy on it or Mario <laughs> uh to show off my interests because I had to broadcast those on my shirt. Um jeans were probably pretty normal. I also wore just like average baggy jeans uh some i think i had one pair that were bedazzled broken out for the special occasions uh and then converse some some sort of like very unsupportive shoe uh and i was a rolling backpack kid 
Whoa. 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 I had a purple rolly backpack dragged behind me, whacking other people with it (laughs) unintentionally, (laughs) clogging up the hallways. Wow. That is great. I'm very glad to know that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We all started somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) I think, I think. I had meant I have mentioned this on the show before, but particularly in eighth grade, I had two looks. Uh, I guess, yeah, I guess it was the same all the year. Round. I pretty much wore the same thing all year round. Like I don't, especially like during the warmer months, I don't know what else I would have worn. So uh, everything was purchased at either Walmart or Shopco. Uh, I had a like a. I had either a brown t-shirt that had like some sort of like faded design, some sort of like faded vintage French design or something on it. I kind of remember there being like a fleur-de-lis on it. I have no idea what it was, but the shirt fit me. So I was like, I'll wear this. So I had that brown shirt on and over it, I had a matching short sleeve plaid button up. Unbuttoned, of course. Mm-hmm. Oh, you gotta. Unbuttoned. Uh, I had two necklaces, puka oh. shell, <laughs> and a cross. Whoa. Um, Incredible. Damn, Josh, you were in Yug Life? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Um, and if it was during the warmer months, uh, I would have these tan or like khaki shorts. This is during the time when for whatever reason there were just like string like two strings down the side of shorts i don't know if either of you ever remember that i don't know how big that got outside of walmart brand clothing two strings but they they were like drawstrings on like the legs of shorts but they didn't draw they were just strings that were attached and sewn to the like the outside of your leg on the short. I I also had pants like this. I had shorts and capris, <laughs> which I guess you wouldn't wear capris necessarily, but with the the mystery strings yeah, where it, you it could was... either let them dangle and hit your leg or I would usually tie them into a bow, but mm. I guess that wouldn't be cool for a middle would school boy. Would not be cool for me, especially because these shorts had a skull on them. Mm. Whoa. I had a cool, it was like a skull with like a splatter. <laughs> <laughs> it was cool as hell. And then the other shirt that I would wear with everything else is the same, but I had like a light blue like shirt with a basketball on it, did not play or watch or participate in anything basketball related, Um, but it did match the like red and blue checkered button up shirt that I would wear over it. Mm. Also unbuttoned. That was my look all through eighth grade. If it was a winter month, then I would be wearing just like straight leg jeans and then also, uh, also uh, my my starter brand Converse ripoffs. Nice. <laughs> that was my style. Huh. What was your What was your haircut like? Oh, it's a bowl cut. Nice bowl <laughs> cut. Hell yeah. My mom cut my hair. Ooh. Yep. Pretty cool. Middle school was when I I first went to a hairstylist, and I was so excited because my mom cut my hair too, and it was it was straight bangs shoulder length hair and I was like now that I'm at a stylist I'm gonna ask for side bangs and be like a cool kid uh and that was it that was my thrilling and one time she curled my hair 
And Ooh. I hated that. Oh no. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. But she was like, we need to do something fun with your hair and just like took a curling iron to it. It was also some Asian woman. So she, I'm sure she was just like having fun. Um, <laughs> she loved me because I was half Asian. And so she curled up my hair and it was so bouncy and it was so ridiculous. I didn't wear makeup or anything because I was very much like I'm a tomboy. Uh, and so I just felt I think I took some like old camera selfies where you have uh, like you turn around the camera, mm-hmm. the digital camera. and take. Mm-hmm. So there are some pictures there of me with curly hair and maybe on your MySpace page. Yeah, probably <laughs> somewhere lurking in the digital uh, ether. But ugh, I hate I, I, I was like, is this fashion? I'm going to document <laughs> it. But no, I look so uncomfortable. <laughs> I think every middle schooler does. Yeah. Every, every middle schooler is just not okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. So my my look was definitely my hair was odd because I <laughs> I w- my mom was not cutting my hair, but if you look at like school pictures of me, you would think that she was. <laughs> I don't think anyone was cutting your hair. Well, okay, so it started off with like it was a bowl cut. But it wasn't all the way around. There would be like a perfect like rectangle like <laughs> right over my eyes. So I had that for a couple of years. A little window to see out of. Yeah. And I don't know who cut that, cut my hair like that and who okayed it. I mean, I do remember going to like the uh, quote unquote beauty college in Helena, which was just like hairstylists who are learning how to cut hair. So it was cheaper for my parents, which is very funny to think about now. Um, my, my mom took me to one of those too. Oh yeah. I think there was a time where she's like, I don't feel like cutting your, I, it was probably like, I don't feel like cutting your hair and I'm not going to take you to a haircutting place. Oh yeah. You're a child. So you're going to go to the strip like. mall and you're going to go to the, the beauty school. Yeah. <laughs> um, so my, my hair was a bad bowl cut. Um, and then, I think around seventh or eighth grade, I just kind of stopped getting my hair cut. And so I would just let it grow to like shoulder length. But I, I would comb it sometimes, but mostly it just got kind of like longer and greasy. Um, a real grungy kid kind of look. Um, and I would wear, I, I loved the graphic tees as well, but not so much the ones I would wear any, pretty much any Star Wars graphic tees. Hmm. Um, but I was also a sucker for anything like, funny on it so i remember i had one from kmart that said quit stalking me on it and it had a picture of a stock of celery <laughs> uh, and then i had another one that said peace out um, which it had a pizza and a piece was being pulled out on it <laughs> just stupid shit wow. like that that was like that was the height of shirts that just had paragraphs of like greeting card humor on it. Oh, I I remember my friend had um, this shirt for some reason is like burned into my brain, but it's a picture of Brian from Family Guy. (laughs) And it just, it's a plain black t-shirt and it says, sarcasm is just another service that I offer. At least I think that's what it said. And when I was a kid, I, I just was like struck by like, oh, that that's family guy. That's like too adult for me. <laughs> but now I think about just like how every shirt like that was exactly the same and how none of them are funny at all. One of my friends like 
pretty much had every single one of those just like paragraph shirts and our history teacher got a crack out of every single one of those. Just like, is that a new shirt, Michael? Like, oh, that's funny. It's like, wow. I, I remember at th- I, even at the time thinking like, I would not wear that. The only shirt of that caliber that I ever wore was an orange t-shirt that said, this is my Halloween costume. That's mm-hmm. the only, and I w- did wear it on Halloween. That's pretty good. And it's the only, and I think I may have worn it not on Halloween once as a joke. <laughs> um, this will be funny. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I don't think I bought any of the the humor t-shirts. I don't know whether, I don't think I had a sophisticated enough sense of humor to think that they were unfunny, but I don't think I was confident enough for people to engage me with a shirt like that. Like I didn't mm. want anyone to walk up to me and be like, haha, funny shirt, because then I would not know what to do. <laughs> uh, but I did own a lot of like, uh, you saying Star Wars shirts reminded me of this, of whatever fandom I was in at the time. So oh, I think course. Doctor Who was big w- oh. among my friends then. And so I had a paragraph shirt with like a quote from one of the show that was, I'm sure was off of like Teespring or something like that. Just a picture of the TARDIS, uh, and would wear that around. Be like, mm, look at my obscure reference to this, uh, and that, joy from other kids not knowing yeah. what it is. <laughs> like no one except for my friends. I had friends uh, after a year or so, and we talked only about TV shows that we were watching. Um, but yeah, there was that, and then that also reminds me of locker conversation. It was I got lockers in seventh grade as well, and it felt very, very adult to have them. But I really liked decorating them, like the idea of having a space in the school where I could decorate. And so I brought in magnets for my locker. Wow. Me me and my friends would like put notes in each other's lockers uh, when I had friends. Uh, And then one of my early internet claims to fame was this friend, Abby, that I talked to, who I talked to about Doctor Who for her birthday, me and a couple other people decorated her locker with just blue uh, construction paper and and markers in the shape of a TARDIS. Wow. Uh, and she posted it on Tumblr. And then it is one of those images that has been like taken and repurposed to like Facebook and early Twitter and on Reddit at some point. Whoa. It's, it's not good. And that's what's the funny thing about it. It's just like, it looks like a bunch of middle schoolers did a shitty job decorating the locker, but other middle school kids are like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. I wish my friends would do it for me. Uh, and it's great. You can just like search TARDIS locker and it's usually, I think I don't think it's on the first page anymore, but if you scroll a little bit. Whoa. It's there. I, I would love to see that. Mm-hmm. I'll find it. Wow. I, I was going to look it up and I, whenever I look things up on the show, I just get too lost in whatever I look up and then I come back in the conversation. I'm like, oh, no. what are we talking about? I've texted you both the picture of the TARDIS. Whoa. You have full size lockers? Mm-hmm. Damn. I only, I've only ever had half size lockers. This is better than anything I could do now. I mean, that Please, does look pretty good. I mean good. that sincerely. That, that is actually very, that's very well done. How serendipitous that it was also like an end locker. I think that's why we chose to do it because mm. 
my friend Abby had the end locker. And so like, perfect. Situation. Did you throw any nerds in there and send them through time? <laughs> <laughs> That's how Doctor Who got his start, actually. <laughs> A rebellious Sorry. teen. Sorry, I know his name isn't Doctor Who. I've, it's Doctor I've, Whom. I've seen the show a few times. and I, I know nothing about <laughs> Doctor Who. I know that he just goes by the Doctor. That's for the internet nerds who are going to come after you. Well, I'd be, they, I'd be the first. <laughs> there is something that I do want, and I, I know that we've talked about this before, Sari, but I do still just want to hear more about cup stacking. Oh, geez. Okay. This is sixth grade. Uh, and so when PE was still a regular thing, um, I didn't, I didn't have PE from middle school onward. I had to do it outside of school. Uh, so I took up fencing, which was very fun. I learned to sword fight. But anyway, before that we had regular PE classes and, uh, rotating through activities. One week it was volleyball. One week it was rope climbing, and then finally, the only sport that I connected with was cup stacking, <laughs> which is where you have a stack of plastic cups. They're like kind of like the size of red solo cups, but they're designed to slide in and, each, in and out of each other <laughs> really smoothly. So you can stack and unstack them way easier than a cup that you would drink water out of. Uh and you <laughs> you stack them in different patterns. So there is like a, there's like a three six three. There was a six six. There was a oh I don't remember if it was nine or twelve, but there was like quite big and just one on either side. And in this PE class, <laughs> we just learned how to play cup stacking, and then we could use our recess to try and get the school record in cup stacking. And so you know what I did <laughs> wow. uh, was just sit in there all recess and practice and practice and practice. And I did get, I don't remember exactly, like the, the memory has faded so much, but I think I still have the muscle memory of like Whoa. 363. I just need the, the competitive cups. I've tried to do it at parties to be like, here's a party trick. I can do cup stacking. Um, but it doesn't work as well when the cups stick to each other. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I, I got the title in nearly everything. And then Shiv Alawalia, my, he had the same birthday as me and <laughs> was one year younger than me, uh, who was also in there at recess. Cup stacking away, got the title for one of them, and that that like broke my streak throughout school. So oh, I, no. I, did, I got all the titles of fastest cup stacker, and I bet it was like I don't know which one. I can't even guess, but one of them he was faster than me. Wow, I remember seeing like commercials on TV for like Hasbro cups, <laughs> and then it's always like it's that simulated speed up where like, it's kind of like, like they just kind of like fake speed up footage and then they have it like fade into one another. Like whenever they like, like when they show a kid on a commercial building a transformer and it takes two seconds mm -hmm. and it's like, I remember seeing commercials for just like kids stacking cups. It's like, look at this kid stack this cup. Get I, it at Walmart for 1999. <laughs> it's like, whoa, cup stacking, huh? I remember watching and maybe you mentioned this Siri, but I did you mention watch we had to watch a video on it in gym class on cup stacking. I think did you guys watch that? Yeah, probably. That sounds familiar. Oh, I don't remember this. I just 
I remember, I thought maybe that like just nobody in our school was interested in it enough. So they were like, well, maybe if we show them a movie about it, they'll <laughs> like it. Mm-hmm. But I remember like having to watch like a 20 minute video or something about 20 minutes yeah. about cup stacking. Well, it's like shows you the rule. It like shows you the rules. You're and in- excited. Yeah. Get into it again. <laughs> my hands, my hands are <laughs> stacking cups. Uh, yeah, I think. It, oh yeah. Well, you can talk about it. It shows you the rules and like people mm-hmm. who do it competitively and like do it really fast. Yeah. And I, I it might not have been 20 minutes. I, I really don't remember much about the video, but I, there was only a few videos you watched in gym class about the sports you were going to learn. <laughs> that was one of them. Wow. I just remember like there was like a jump rope team that came. There was there was definitely some people that came and did like some yo-yo tricks. Mm. Definitely got the Christian strongmen. Uh I think you should talk about the Christian strongmen because <laughs> I, I know the story, but I think it's a very good podcast story. I, it's, I, not, it's not a thing that happens in Seattle or like an <laughs> urban area. It did not happen in Helena. I, I seriously don't know where else. Like I, I did mention this briefly on, um, for those that haven't listened, our episode with uh, Kelsey Wardwell on clogging. Because I asked her, because she is from Wyoming. Mm. It's like, okay, cool. Similar, like landlocked, small town. Did you also have these? And I have not met a single person that has seen these people outside from hearing about it on like something that the McElroy brothers have mentioned. <laughs> so like maybe they only exist in West Virginia and Kalispell, Montana. I have no idea. But the idea is that there are like two or three just like bodybuilder looking men. And like, it's like, you get called to the gym for an assembly. And of course they don't tell you what the assembly is for because they never do. Um, and then like you sit at the bleachers and then teacher principal, someone comes out, talks about, we have these people here with us today and they're going to do, they're going to show you some cool feats of strength. And then I don't know, some loud music, probably like public domain rock music is playing or some shit. Um, or maybe it is, or maybe it's licensed. Maybe they got jars of clay. Who knows? Um, but then you just see these guys just like, all right, kids, I'm going to rip this phone book in half. And then he rips the phone book in half and they're like, all right, watch this. And then he takes like those rubber hot water bottles and he breathes into it and then it blows up. <laughs> <laughs> I had not heard that part. You always do the phone book. I, I do not remember. Yeah. That. Like <laughs> blow up a hot water bottle. I think they also... I don't know. They probably like broke cinder blocks or like planks of wood by punching them. I don't know. And then at the very end, like, you know, you're all confused. Like, I don't know what I'm watching. And then everyone gets handed a pamphlet and it's just like a business card or whatever of like these men that you've just seen. And then just like, come, you can talk to us about God. And then that's it. That that's like the whole presentation. And I want, to meet someone else, even better. I want someone to validate that I have this memory. It's not something I'm making up. Okay. I really Josh. want someone that went to school in Kalispell to tell me that these things were happening. I don't know if anyone will, because no one listens to this show, let alone someone that I know from when I was a kid. But still, if you're listening to this show and you know a Christian strongman, uh, yeah, talk to Josh. Let me know. Did you go to East Evergreen Elementary School and see a strong man blow up a hot water bottle with his breath? I want to know. <laughs> yeah, I, it's, I. where else? I don't know. 
I don't know. But I know <laughs> after I had mentioned this to you like two years ago, mm-hmm. there was a sign outside of a church like a few blocks from here. And I was like, look, they're real. And I yep. sent you a picture. I remember that too. And I was startled by it because <laughs> I, like my worldview was shaken that one, there were strong Christian men blowing into hot water bottles at all. <laughs> but then two, that they weren't just a figment of your imagination and that they continue to this day mm-hmm. in Missoula, Montana. Yep. At the very least they were here and like they're at the very least they're real and that they exist in Montana. Did I see them as a kid? Maybe I'm making it up, but I remember where I remember the angle looking at like sitting in the bleachers, <laughs> watching this guy rip a phone book in half. Mm-hmm. Like I, I remember all that and like getting handed the thing, like leaving the gym and like having to go back to class or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. And that's always like that awkward thing. Whenever you go back from an assembly, it's just like, well, how do you transition back into class? This should just be the end of the day. Mm-hmm. You can't like, all right, we're going to go, we're all going to convene in the gym and do something for one hour. And now it's math. It's like, you can't do that. You just have to end the day. You've already, you've lost all these kids already. So you've lost focus. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Um, there is. So one of the things like in the uh, little like text thread uh, about like stuff to talk about for this episode, um, you did mention like, playground stuff there is something that i that i have written down that i don't know if we can really get a full episode out of it so maybe it's just like we can just squeeze it in here but i am curious about like whatever playground rumors you had at your school because there are things that i feel like are ubiquitous like for some reason kids just will always have my dad works at nintendo or my uncle works at nintendo no matter where you are in the country some kid has a relative that supposedly works at Nintendo. And like, I feel like there's one other rumor that I can think of, but like, how do all these kids just know all these, like, where are they getting these from? Especially like for me, or it's like a small town, not a lot of kids. There's no internet. <laughs> how do all these, how do, how do these things happen all across the country? So I'm just curious, like, if you remember any standout rumors, or if you know of any rumors that like you eventually learned like, oh, that happened at your school too? I don't know if you have any examples, but... Well, the thing is, I never got the my dad works at Nintendo. Everyone was just, my parents work at Microsoft. And then they actually did. Like, <laughs> besides my parents. And it was like, oh, my mom does like uh, accounting for an airplane company and my dad stays at home. And then everyone else is like, oh, my parents both work at Microsoft. And I didn't know what they did at Microsoft. Like, I didn't... <laughs> wrap my head I, I don't know it's kind of dumb I didn't I didn't wrap my head around like that computer science was a thing until high school and so I was like what do all these people's parents do at Microsoft like what is <laughs> why does everyone's family work there why doesn't my family I don't know but uh so that is where everyone said their parents worked truthfully I feel like the I feel like the closest thing to playground rumors that spread were like playground games that spread like everyone knew different like and maybe this is specifically to middle school girls different like clapping games or chants um i never was friends with the people who knew them so i never learned them because they were all by word of mouth but they were always Mm. new ones like people would just go off to summer camp and then come back with like five new chants uh and those felt very ubiquitous 
nationwide mm-hmm. where like if if I hear them, the memories come flooding back of like, oh, I remember other girls are chanting concentration and doing a game like that uh, or Miss Mary Mac or, or whatever. And but I only know the rhythms and I don't know how to do all the hand stuff because I never learned. <laughs> mm-hmm. You were too busy stacking cups. I was too busy stacking cups. I was too busy eating alone in a corner, you know, <laughs> really full schedule. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know if you watch Tom Scott at mm-hmm. all, but he did, he did a video. I think it was maybe around Christmas time last year um, where he like surveyed people, I think maybe from around the world about how they know the Jingle Bells Batman smells. And it's (laughs) wild. Like, I don't know. Like, I learned it from someone at the playground, but who the hell did they learn it from? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, everyone knows some version of Jingle Bells Batman smells. Like, you don't learn that anywhere else, like, other than some kid telling it to you on the playground. And it's like, how does this this spread to Montana, of all places? There's no one here. Jingle Bells Batman smells Robin Robin laid laid an egg. egg. The Batmobile <laughs> lost a wheel and Joker, Joker ran took away. Oh. oh, I oh. got got away also. I yeah. mean, that's less uh, uh, sexist, I guess, because mm-hmm. uh, men can take ballet and it's there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I always learned Joker took ballet. Dashing through the snow on a pair of broken skis. Over the know. fields we go, crashing into trees. This snow is turning red. I think I'm almost dead. I didn't know no. this one at all. Something, 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 something head. Joker took ballet. (laughs) (laughs) There was one with Barney, too. Uh, It was to deck the halls, I think, maybe. I remember there was a lot of, like, violent anti-Barney. Yeah, I I do remember that. It was something (laughs) about his head swirling down the drain. I, like, don't quite. It's, it's like, halfway there. That is very familiar. Yeah. Like, okay. Definitely the drain part. This that is swirling down. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's something like that. Down. I don't know. Wow. But yeah. See how <laughs> we lived in two different states, and somehow we both or like you both know what this, or we all know what this thing. Is. It's like I don't. Mm-hmm. I'm just so curious. And I think someone has written a book about it, like how kids just like pick up on these things. I'm never going to read the book, but I'll definitely read a synopsis about the book. <laughs> But to me, it's just like, like so interesting to hear about that kind of stuff. Cause like every, every kid kind of like, I wonder what playground rumors are like now or like oh, how, yeah. like what, I don't know. Like what are kids talking about on the playground? They got cell phones now. So it's probably like, it makes sense that everyone knows what's going on. It's probably less interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I th- there's probably a lot more. I don't know. I'm just imagining, and I'm probably even years behind now. Cause I'm just imagining kids using like Snapchat and stuff and like filters and being like, that's not even a filter. That's just how I actually look. <laughs> that's what I imagine kids saying today with phones and stuff. I know I have a cousin who's quite a bit younger than me. And I guess the last time I visited her was a couple of years ago. So when Snapchat was still a thing, but also like Instagram DMs uh, and sending pictures, the thing to do instead of like texting was for old people. So she would not text or she would only text with family because it's like mm, family in the way that you would get like a phone call but the way she would talk to her friends is like ugly face pictures on snapchat and then you would type your whole message on top of that and wow. you just like have a conversation like Whoa. oh i'm just hanging out with my family and then like send like a weird 
picture with a weird filter. And then her friend would send back like, oh, haha, I'm watching TV or or something like that. Like the stupid I am conversations that I would have, but through Snapchat and much slower. <laughs> that is a good point. Wow. That's very slow. Yeah. You know, scroll through filters. Yeah, take a picture. Yeah, you gotta take a picture every time. (laughs) Just type the damn thing on a text. Even better if you have iMessage, it's instant. Mm -hmm. Just give them a damn phone call. You don't have to type out the message. You can just get your point across and then say goodbye. Just drive over to their house and say hello. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I do have a couple other stories. They're they're a little outside of middle school, but they are two things that I, I don't know, just two interesting things that I remember about fourth grade. Fourth grade was just like a weirdly like, I don't know, it was like a weird involved year for me because I remember like going into fourth grade thing like, oh man, no one, like you don't want to get Mrs. Sanders. She's the mean teacher. Turns out she was very nice and she was one of my favorite teachers and she really liked me because I was a s- smart kid, I guess. I don't know. I was good at math. So, mm-hmm. um, so I had a great relationship with Mrs. Sanders. She was great. So I had like had a lot of involvement in that class, but there's a few things that I remember, just weird things in that, in that class one, and I don't know if either of you, again, maybe this is just a me thing. It's just a weird thing that happens in Kalispell, but. Did you have to rip a phone book in half? <laughs> no, I wish. With your Christian I, strength? Yeah. <laughs> I, I had to rip one of those hotel Bibles in half because it's manageable <laughs> and still Christian. I got, we got like mealworms as like a project. Oh, I thought you were going to say as an infestation. <laughs> I thought you were going to say as a lunch. No, as, a, as like a, a project. I remember like, I don't remember what happened at school, but I just remember going home and just like telling my mom, like, mom, I got these worms from school and they just like lived in like a Petri dish kind of thing. And like, I remember, do I have to keep these alive? And so they just like sit on like, a shelf like on some stairs where we kept just a bunch of junk because my mom didn't want them anywhere in the house. So I just like put them on there and then like I eventually like, I guess I'll put like some oatmeal in here. <laughs> I don't know why. Like I guess do mealworms eat oatmeal? It's in the name. So maybe that's what they eat. <laughs> I don't remember why I got them. I'm pretty sure it was just like for some project. I have no idea. But apparently neither of you ever received meal rooms from your school. No, not at all. All right. No, we did um we did owl pellet dissection. Mm, yeah, I remember oh. doing that. Yeah. We did uh probably because Seattle near the sea, we did squid ink, squid dissection. Oh, like, that's cool. Wrote our names with squid ink. And then middle school is when I did my first frog dissection. And so that was very, I don't know, feels quintessential TV school where mm-hmm. you just like cut open a frog and everyone's like, ew. And then there's like always a weird kid. I was not the weirdest kid in the class, but like talking about- He tries about, to like eat it. Yeah, he tries to eat it and is like talking about death and like almost like weird <laughs> occulty stuff going on. And it's like, I don't know what's going on with that kid. Uh, <laughs> but, but yeah. I remember dissecting like earthworms. And I oh, think yeah. I think the day that we did do frogs, I think I was sick. Yeah. And I was so upset. I was like, I want to cut a frog open. I remember we had a, I think it was seventh grade. Might have been freshman year of, no, it wouldn't have been freshman year of high school. I'm, I'm, I'm like 90% positive it was seventh grade. We dissected fetal pigs. I Whoa. also remember there being talks about pigs. Yeah, that was pretty gnarly. Maybe it was pigs instead of frogs. Either way, whatever the cool one was, I was sick for it. What a bummer for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. 
The other, um, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I've got a, a loose middle school story to throw in here. Go for it. If we're just tossing in loose middle school stories, which this one I might have might have told on the podcast. I'm not sure. Uh, but it was my first dance, like a <laughs> middle school dance. Ooh. And I, I was like, okay, I'm going to go to this dance, dance with the girl I have a crush on. And I remember I had gone to Kmart and my parents bought me some t-shirts, including the quit stocking me shirt. <laughs> um, but another shirt that my mom had suggested I buy was a shirt with uh, thing one and thing two on it from the cat in the hat. So it was like a Dr. Seuss shirt. And I remember as we were checking out, like I wasn't super excited about the shirt, but as we were checking out the uh, cashier who I, I was, I thought was very attractive as like a kid. I was like, Oh, you're, you're a beautiful woman. Um, <laughs> she, she said, Oh, this is a really cute shirt. And I was like, I'm writing that down in my brain for later. I'm going to remember that this, that cute girls like this shirt. And so I remember wearing my Dr. Seuss shirt to my first middle school dance and being that. like, yeah, I know I look good. I'm hot shit in this. An adult woman said, this is a cute shirt. Exactly. And I, I think today about how embarrassing that is. That, that was, everybody else was wearing like button ups and like dresses. And I was like, I have Dr. Seuss on here. You like that? I think, I think you probably made the right choice. I remember wearing like, a button up and pants that were both too big and shoes that were too small. <laughs> nice. So I was uncomfortable the entire time. I I didn't go to school dance until my junior year of high school. So I was I was in that camp of people. I don't know whether it was I was uninterested or too shy or too awkward or like probably some combination of the three of like I don't know who I would go with and like the the boy I have a crush on doesn't even know I exist and I'm terrified of dancing. So I would never put myself in a situation where I even remotely have to. It was real awkward. <laughs> yep. The the things that I remember about like the only middle school dance I remember going to was for some reason like uh myself and two of my friends, one of the friends was one of the kids that Loved wearing those paragraph t-shirts. Mm -hmm. um, we all decided like we should sing a song at the dance, <laughs> <laughs> which was a thing that I think sometimes like uh, one of the teachers just like, hey, if anyone wants like to do like a karaoke thing, you're more than welcome to. <laughs> and uh, he always talked about these one group of kids that he said, look, these kids did so great. And it was because they did karaoke to Lincoln Park, and he he loves Lincoln Park. Huh. So I think he was kind of thinking something pretty similar. But the song that my friend had chose was for all of us to sing this. Like I don't remember the title. It's it's the Broken Road song by Rascal Flats. It's a really sad song about I think huh. some girl dying from cancer or some shit. And that's what we sang at our seventh grade dance. <laughs> That reminds me, so this is going to be the most abbreviated version of the weirdest thing about my middle school, which I should have led with, but oh well. I kind of did and then backed out. Instead of health class, to fulfill the district's health requirement, all the middle schoolers, so like this, or and beginning high school, so like the 7th, 8th, and 9th grade, well, okay, back up. My school was 7th through 12th, so like my middle school bled into high school, and the 7th, 8th, and 9th graders went to camp for a week at the beginning of the semester and some 11th and 12th graders could be camp counselors 
And Whoa. so like we were broken up into groups by our grade levels and we went around and did classes taught by the upperclassmen, like the 11th and 12th graders on all the health requirements. So we got like uh, health and body image and we got like uh, mental health and we got sex ed and we got like all these things taught by older students with teachers vaguely supervising wow. around here. <laughs> uh, and the singing reminded me of this, but then it was also like partially camp stuff and like get to know your peers. And so we played camp games like you would at summer camp, like, uh, I don't know. And, and we did like puzzle bonding activities where it's like, you have these wood planks, try and traverse this area. And in the, the amount, I don't know, under certain conditions. But then we also had campfires and anyone was invited to like perform uh, perform whatever they wanted to. And I remember very distinctly in my seventh grade year, uh, one of the seniors who was a camp counselor brought out his guitar at campfire and played Wonderwall. Oh, <laughs> <And> nice. <laughs> I think it was before it was a bit, uh, before it was anyway, here's <laughs> Wonderwall. But I remember I didn't really get, I was like, okay, <laughs> I guess this is fine. But uh, almost every other of the younger kids were like, wow, Sean Jobs. <laughs> he can play guitar. He's singing this song. <laughs> and he was living it up as like a senior in high school being like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm like a cool dude. But also weird. <laughs> You're impressing all these younger children. These seventh graders think I'm hot shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and your your karaoke at the school dance made me think of that because oh, like, I'm sure some other people like me were confused and or just like, meh to it, but he felt like hot shit, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, who, I would have like, oh yeah, these these kids think I'm great. Uh -huh. Finally, someone loves Wonderwall. <laughs> I'm sure that's what he was thinking. Uh-huh. That's really funny. Uh, the other thing I remember doing at that dance was there was a strobe light and it was the first time I'd ever seen a strobe light. And I remember thinking it was so cool that like, it, I remember like going right in front of the strobe light and like in front of all my friends being like, guys, watch this. And then I did like the Naruto, like hand jutsu symbol. <laughs> I was like, look how fast I'm doing this. <laughs> oh, good. The only thing is I remember from that dance. Nice. That's pretty cool. Yep. That was a pretty cool kid. <laughs> The only other thing that I really have written down, and again, it's a little outside of it. It's in fourth grade again, but we placed bets on who would win the Iditarod. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like the I, real racers? Yeah. Like, I don't. Not I don't, just like out of the four of us, yeah. who would win the Iditarod? <laughs> I don't know why the Iditarod was even brought up, but I remember being like such a big part of like the month that like that year it's like all right we're going to learn about the iditarod and i remember every day like whenever there was like free time like go out to the computer and go to like iditarod.com and like all right is my guy winning and my guy won Whoa. Wow. However, however long the iditarod is and like i remember like checking every day and thinking like oh man i'm i'm gonna win and i won a big kit cat bar nice it was Hell great oh yeah you guys remember just like Everyone had to choose a team and it's like, all right, we're going to pick teams and see who wins. It's very strange, but I did win a big Kit Kat bar. What more could you ask for? Really nothing. That's all a middle schooler wants. That's big, true. Big old candy bar. Mm -hmm. It was great. So thank you, Mrs. Sanders. 
for giving me that big Kit Kat bar. <laughs> well, any other uh, fun stories you want to share before we wrap up the episode? Honestly, that that was pretty much all I had, I think. Yeah, I feel like anything that I have is buried in the recesses of my mind. Uh, yeah, any, anything further will be an episode of the therapy podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, all right then. Uh, if anyone else out there has any fun middle school stories that they would like to share, and especially if you went to my elementary school and know about the <laughs> Christian Strongman, please share with us on Twitter and Instagram at NES underscore pod. Uh, or you can send us an email, nostalgiasystempodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can also find us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash NES underscore pod. And you can support the show on Patreon, patreon.com slash NES underscore pod. Sarah, is there anything you'd like to plug? Oh, if you if you want to hear me talk about less middle school stuff and more science stuff, you can go listen to SciShow Tangents, uh, where me and my co-hosts, Hank and Sam, uh, try to one-up each other with science facts. It's okay, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I listen to it. There's an endorsement. Josh listens to it. <laughs> Josh listens to it. Paul, anything you want to plug? I have nothing to plug. All right. Well, except for my bathtub. Ooh. Don't, I mean, bubbles. not saying don't. I'm not saying use it, but I'm going to plug it up so it doesn't drain. While I'm <laughs> a bath. There you go. A very uh, pragmatic mindset. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you to Moonraker Music for composing our theme song, Scan Lines. You can find them on the internet at Moonraker or at Moonraker Music. That's Moon, R A Y K E R. And of course, thank you to our executive producer, Joe Devine. Paul, do you, do we know what is next week? If I I don't know, maybe you know. Uh, uh it could be pets. It could be pets. I don't actually know. Yep. Uh, well, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.